This world has nothing to offer. It's not home to me. I'm going to leave. So He's making plans to receive me. I'm making plans to see his face. Yes, I'm getting ready to leave. Oh, I'm making plans to be with Jesus. Praise God. Making plans. 
the mention of his name. Jesus, your name is power, breath of living water, such a marvelous mystery. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation. I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you.
just thank God for his goodness. I thank him for today. Got to go on a vacation for a week and a half there and uh, was glad to get it go. And enemy fought me even going there. But can I tell you something? I got to go with my best friend, my wife. And uh, uh, in this life, she's my best friend. We've learned a lot of things in this life. And one of the things we've learned most importantly as a married couple, and I'm going to say this because it's the most important thing. Put Jesus in everything you do. Put him in first in everything you live for. Every day you, you live, every trial you go through. Uh, put him first when you're looking for a spouse. And then after you get him, you'll have to pray a lot. So put him first in everything you do. <laughs> but God's got a way of working things out. And he's got a way of blessing your life. And one of the most important, I watched some of these kids that are graduating and I see such, I remember back at that age, me and her had already been dating for two or three years in school and got married the year we got out of high school. Not tooting our horn, you know what, we weren't the, always the best example. We didn't do everything right. Uh, sometimes I look at people and I think, you ought, you ought to do better. And then I think back, I didn't do no better myself. But the truth is, God began to work on us, and God began to draw us closer to him. And I thank God that my wife prays, seeks God's face. She don't care to pray for me or anybody else. And I thank God for the power of the Spirit of God that comes through her. And I thank God for the grace that we had the time together to go. And uh, that's a good thing. That's a wonderful thing, and that's a thing you ought to, ought to be the aim of every couple because it'll keep you together. You have no idea what your tomorrows hold. I thought about what Bobby was talking about, what uh, was in that song about the 15th chapter of Luke where it talks about that he left the one lost sheep. He left and went after the one lost sheep. You know what that's? telling you how valuable you are to him. Do you know how valuable you are as a sheep of God, as a child of God? Now, if you've come here today and you know that you're a Christian, I want you to know how valuable you are to him. He watches you every day. And he's been watching you before you came to him. And it was him that draws you to him. It was him that let a little light shine in your direction and brought you to the place of salvation. And today, I had all kinds of plans of how I was going to talk about tongues. I was going to talk about all kinds of prophecy. But God brought me back to something very basic, and he wants me to talk about this today. And I want to bring it out because you know why? I just felt such a... a a peace and a rest thinking about these words and thinking about what God has done. And if you're a new Christian today, I want you to hear these words because they're important. You have to get some things. DJ said it in a message a few years ago. Some things in your life you need to nail down. I believe this. I hold on to this. This is what God gave me, and I'm going to hold on to it. There was a scripture, and I'm going to turn to there, and I ain't got it wrote down, but it's in Daniel, the 12th chapter. 
and it's in the fourth verse, and you don't have to turn there. I'm going to go to Luke 11, just in a minute. But Daniel, the 12th chapter, there was a verse that came to my mind a couple weeks ago, and it was this one. Daniel is doing, uh, writing a lot of prophecy. Now, prophecy is where Daniel's setting down, and God is giving him things that's going to happen a long time down the road. But all of a sudden, in the midst of Daniel's writings, God says, shut up those things and don't write them down. Don't put them down, Daniel. I'm giving them to you, but you're, they're not to be revealed. And I want to tell you something. He was talking about the end times. God don't tell us everything that's happened. We do have to live by faith. We do have to hold on to him. We do have to believe what he has given us and hold fast to it. But he said something in the fourth verse of the 12th chapter. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. How many knows knowledge has been increased today? How many knows people's running to and fro? How many knows Daniel, that's the only thing Daniel was given to tell him, that people is going to run to and fro and knowledge is going to increase. You know what? The knowledge of prophecy is coming to pass. I can see where some of that, where God is saying the knowledge is going to be increased about understanding the days that we live in and understanding the time. Because he said it will be as the days of Noah, it will be in the days of Lot. But it's also, he's telling us here, that knowledge will be increased. But we can look out into our world and say knowledge is increased, but we don't always see the good that it's doing. See, I look at our world sometimes, and I say to myself, the knowledge has not made us better. The knowledge is not improving us. Oh, it improves the hospital when you go. It improves uh, some things you do with your finances, it improves how fast you can get something done, how quick you can get it done. Our technology and all, it's amazing, the knowledge that's come across. But it's not making America a better nation. You, you know it and I know it. All you got to do is look at the way that people are living and the, and the heart of what they're doing, and it's excluding God. The more they get a hold of knowledge and the more they get a hold of more money and the knowledge of getting more money, the less they want to trust God at all. The less they even want to talk to God. That's the reason I wanted to bring this out because I want you to go to 11th chapter. 11th chapter of Luke. I'm going to read something very simple. Look at verse 33 of the 11th chapter. You've heard this. It's even in the little kid's song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I want to tell you something. That's my message today. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Our world has got so smart, they're doing everything they can to shut the gospel down. They don't want you to have the freedom to go to your work and talk about God. They don't want you to have the freedom to go to your work and even shine for God. I mean, here's what I'm saying. 
They are trying their best to eliminate it in every show, every movie, everything. Disney, I understand why Disney's in trouble. Disney walks away from all the godliness that's in this nation and wants to have a blessed place. I feel sorry for them. They've shot themselves in the foot. And I'm not picking on Disney. God help us. we got a lot of problems before Disney ever comes into the picture. But in the 11th chapter, 33rd verse, it says, No man, when he hath lit a candle, puts it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but in a, on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Now, I want to tell you something. New Christian, I want you to hear this. Get it in your mind. I'm going to let my light shine. Nobody's going to shut me up. I don't know that much. I, and it's not about how much you can quote God's word. It's not about how smart you are, although it's good. The Bible says to study to show yourself approved. So when you're searching, search the word of God. But can I tell you something? When Jesus Christ lit you up inside, he changed you. And that light ought to never go out. You want to live on that? You want to live by that? Every day, everywhere you go, it's in your family, it's in raising your children, it's in where you put your money, it's in where you live. Lit, God has lit you up with the truth of the gospel. Praise God when the lit light came into my soul. I ain't nobody and I don't know nothing, but I know when the light came in and I know what it does inside of me. And I don't know how to, I don't want to go anywhere that diminishes my light. Don't tell me to be quiet about Jesus. It just rares me up and I want to talk more about it because he's the light inside of me. I don't have no light in myself. It ain't all the studying that I do. It ain't anything that I have done. It's what he's did. He brought light to me. I can look back and know when I was lost. And I know when he came in, he put light inside of me. And I didn't understand it all. I didn't know things. But God began to work in me. And listen to me, young people, young Christians, listen. Let the light shine in you. Don't ever go anywhere or go any place that he's not welcome to be with you. He's the light that'll light your way. He'll light your way all the way to the last day you take, the last breath you take. He'll light your way and then he'll take you home with him. And I can tell you, our America and our world is in trouble because the light has gone down. The light's gone out. They want light, but they don't want it on the candlestick. You know why the candlestick's there? It's to put the light where it shows the best light. And it uh, shows the light. Guess where it's going to show the light? It's going to show the light where you can see to walk and, and learn to walk and talk for him. If you don't see the dark places in your life, God can't work on you. How many heard what I just said? Don't tell me you ain't got no dark places. God's still working on me. And sometimes he lets the light shine certain places and he says, that's not a me. I want to let the light shine there because I want you to see 
something before it traps you. There's traps out there every day, Christian. The enemy's trying to steal your life. He wants you to say it ain't important. I don't want to make no waves. I don't want to upset my, uh, some of my lost family because, boy, if I mention Jesus, they'll get mad and won't come back. You know what? There's sometimes you're just going to have to let the light shine. Sometimes you just got to open your mouth and let it fly. And I'm not telling you be rude. I'm telling you, you know, God will take every one of us, whoever you are, whatever characteristic God gave you when you was born. Can I tell you, he'll put love in you. You'll love people if you can't say two words together. And he'll put joy in you. And can I tell you something? Everything that God puts in a Christian, it will shine to them that know him. You don't have to have some big sermon to preach to your children or to some big, all you got to do is let your light shine. You let your light shine and they're going to say, I don't know what mom and dad did, but they always stayed faithful. And they went through a lot of trials. Praise God. I, was, I don't know any other message, but Jesus is the only light I know that will keep you. He's the only light worth living for. He's the one that you want to hold to every day of your life. It goes on to say, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thy eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thy eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Now listen to me. If you don't let the light that comes into this body, these eyes, the old little sound the kids used to sing, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Why does it say that? Because little eyes don't need to see things that's over their head. They don't need to see things that's going to draw them into something that's that's evil, but it'll draw them. It'll lure them into it. Everybody else is doing it. You ever see a little a little toddler that doesn't know nothing about swimming? I'd laughed at Timmy and Cindy when Shiloh was little. Cindy swam all of her life. She swam in college and everything. So what does she do? She has Shiloh. She takes her right out and throws her in the water. And I'm looking at her like, you lost your mind. But I mean, it wasn't no time. She's just barely a little baby, and she's just splattering all over the place in the water and keeping her head up and handling it. And, it, and then she become a fish. She just kept on going at it. But you know what? I don't know. I don't know other than that's the way that she felt like she needed to teach her, get her used to it. The light of the body is the eye. This eye has got to pay attention what it sees. If you don't tell yourself, God's not pleased with what I'm looking at. Guess what? What you're looking at will get a hold of you. It'll become a stronghold in your life. I know I'm talking to somebody else. Somebody else here has got to hear what I'm saying. But can I tell you, watch what you see. Because the enemy is trying his best 
to lure you back into the flesh. He don't want you delivered. He don't want the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to be inside of you, just illuminating your life and showing you things. He don't want you to grow up in God. He don't want you to be strong in the Lord and the glory of his light. He don't want that going on because, see, you're going to shine a light to somebody else, and that's going to convince people of Christ. And that's why the enemy's doing everything he can to stamp out your light. Amen. 35 says, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, is full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. You cannot walk and you cannot work without light. God said in the beginning, I think it's the third verse of Genesis 1, and God said, let there be light. How many knows what the next word says? And there was light. How many knows when God sent his only son, he became the light of the world. If you don't accept Jesus Christ and you don't accept his gospel, you got no light inside of you. You're subject to whatever somebody leads you. Oh, you might say, uh, you might say to yourself, I went to school and I got, I got money in the bank and I got a wonderful girlfriend and I got a wonderful this and a wonderful that. But can I tell you something? You need Jesus Christ's light in you. Outside of him, I'm telling you, you're heading for destruction because the enemy knows you have no power to stop what's happening inside of you. We're a, we are born into this fallen, fallen state, and we'll all be submissive to sin. We'll come to it. Now, I know you can look around at these little children over next door here, and you can say, them poor little kids, they ain't, they're so innocent. They are innocent. But the day's coming when the enemy will take over. He'll get into their little minds. He'll get into their little hearts. They'll begin to want stuff you don't want for them. You know the dangers of them, but they never see it. When I start talking about Cindy, you can't take a little toddler and let it walk off in the water by itself. That little baby's going to drown. But if mommy and daddy's there to show it how to do but that's the difference. We as parents have to understand our children are supposed to be taught about the light yeah. of the gospel. That's why you bring them to church. That's why they're looking up to you. In the fourth chapter of Mark, and I'm going to go through a couple of these, that says pretty much some of the same thing but a little different. In Mark 4th chapter, look at two verses, 21 and 22. And he said unto them, verse 21 of Mark 4, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on the candlestick? Now listen to this next verse. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. How many knows what that's talking about? 
There ain't nothing you've got hidden that the light don't already see. But the light needs to come in you because you need to see the darkness in you. If you don't let the light manifest inside of you, if you don't let it come in, he's not able to work on you to show you how to get rid of it. See, Jesus Christ paid our price for our sin, but the darkness in us has got to be revealed to us. Sometimes we think we already got it all straight, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will shine a light in an area and we'll know there's something wrong with our spirit. Something's wrong. Something's wrong because we like, we like the evil in us. We like to entertain that evil. Something's wrong. We need to take it to God. We need to take it to the only Savior. In Matthew 5.14, you've heard this one a lot. You are the light of the world, a city that is set set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put under a bushel, put on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Did you know light will bring you to confession? When the light shines in you, all of a sudden you realize, I need to pray. God, I'm sorry. God, there's something that I need to, I need your forgiveness for, God. Is that, is that a, a bad thing? No, that's a good thing. God loves you enough to let the light shine inside of you. If you'll open up the door to the light. Lord, I want, don't want the light in one side of my life where I'm a, I'm a wonderful here and I'm going doing great. But over here, I don't want nobody in that little secret room. No, I want to put the light where it belongs, where it shines in every corner. That means everything you do. And it'll bring you to confessing. It'll bring you to a place where you need to bring yourself to God again. Don't keep telling yourself you're doing such a great job. Keep reminding yourself, Lord, I need your light every day. While this world is changing, the enemy is, is enemy's too strong for you and I by ourselves. We need him, and he'll shine the light. In 2 Corinthians 4, Second Corinthians 4, starting in verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. I want to ask you a question, mommies and dads. Maybe your children ain't here and ain't living right. Is the gospel hid to them? Do they really know it? Hear what I'm saying. Do they know the light that shines in you? Do they know that you've been living for God and you've been holding faithful and true? Now, you know what, moms and dads, we all make mistakes. We all say things we probably should have done, went about a different way. But the truth is, 
if the gospel of Jesus Christ is a light inside of you, your children know it. Hear what I'm telling you, they know it. They just ain't made up their mind to come to it. They may keep telling themselves, I'm just not that person. You know, my, my family, my brothers and sisters here, they can tell you that my dad let the light shine in his life. He wasn't perfect. But I've said this before, everywhere he went, sometimes I'd go into the kitchen door, and as soon as I'd open the door, I'd say, oh, man, I should have went in the front door. Pop's sitting there reading the Bible, and he ain't going to let me get through the kitchen without stopping me to tell me what he's reading. Praise God, my dad wasn't ashamed to let his light shine. He worked every day. He raised seven kids, him and mom. But he had time to shine the light of the gospel. That was his life, and he wanted it to come out. Do you want your light to shine to your children? I'm going to tell you something. Quit worrying about what the world's doing. You're leaving every bit of it behind. All the knowledge in the world that's increasing today, you're going to leave it all behind. Went to a funeral one time for one of the young people. They wanted me to come and sing, and they had asked this boy to say something at the funeral, this elderly lady that he had lived near, and he had went and got her groceries before and helped her out a few times. But he asked me if I would come and sing, How Great Thou Art. I went and sang How Great Thou Art down down in the Spring Grove Cemetery in that Coliseum, or uh, what they call it, that big mausoleum. And I was in the mausoleum, didn't have a mic, didn't have nothing, but you didn't have to worry about it because you could whisper and hear it all over. But I sat for an hour and a half, and I want you to hear this. Me and him was the only two that mentioned Jesus Christ. All they talked about is how many books she had read, how smart she was, and how much money she had. Never mentioned God, not one time, except for the boy that I came with, got up and mentioned how he used to tell her about Jesus. And I sang, How Great Thou Art. And outside of that, that was it. And I thought to myself, if that's all there is, that lady's in trouble. I'm sorry, I'm not her judge. But all the knowledge in the world ain't going to convince anybody of Christ. We got floods of the gospel everywhere. Nobody's getting saved. Nobody's turning their life around. And the light's getting dimmer and dimmer as we go by. Why? Because your little light ain't shining. Listen to me. You need to shine your light where your light's at. I got to shine my light where I'm at. And you got to shine your light where you're at. Every one of us have the place where Christ has saved us, put us, placed us, where we're to let our light shine. I mean, here's what I'm saying. This is for every one of us. It says... But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach, listen to Paul, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. 
Now listen to verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. How many knows he's the light? He is the light. He said it in the 8th chapter of John, I think it is, 12th verse. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Jesus Christ is the light that came into the world. And he came in to shine inside of us. Praise God. He showed us the Father's light and how we can have that light. Praise God. I, I don't know how you look at it, but I look at it like this is the blessing that God has given us. We can't turn to any other thing. I don't get on the phone and argue doctrines with other churches. I sat and listened to a guy this morning. I thought, he's trying to clean it up, but something was seriously wrong. And I finally said, Lord, I don't need that light. That's not light to me. Something's missing, and I'm not his judge. But can I tell you something? I want to see the light of the gospel come out of you. Amen. And it will. Sometimes I go to these mentor meetings with, with DJ and them getting together. And sometimes I listen to some of the testimonies. And I see the light shine. Sometimes people will say things sometimes about one of you. And I'll hear stuff of how you stood in the gap and spoke the truth. And I tell you, you're letting your light shine. Our world has got to have people standing up for the gospel truth. And that gospel truth is Christ. If he's not the answer, we're, we're preaching the wrong gospel. But he is the only answer. Jesus said it. Then spake Jesus again to them, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. How many knows? Do you got life in you or are you dead? Do you feel dead a lot of times as a Christian? Guess what? You need the light. Lord, shine on me. I'm not looking for the world to tell me where the light's at. I'm not looking for the TV to show me where the light's at. I'm not looking for other people to tell me where the light's at. I know where the light's at. It's him. And if I want more of him, I can have more of him. And if I'll open up my heart and my life and I'll begin to walk, just like I told me and my wife's been fighting this for almost 49 years. Be 49 years in November. And I want to tell you something. We started out having a lot of fun. But then we found out how serious life was raising kids and trying to get along. But oh, when Jesus began to shine a brighter light to us, when we finally surrendered and said, Lord, I don't need those things. I just need your light. I need your love, Lord. I need to be able to reach out and shine a light for my children. I don't care about any of that rest of that stuff. I just want my children to know God. I want them to know that they can have a light inside of them that illuminates them 
They don't have to do what dad said. They don't have to do what mom said. They have to walk in their own light. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Moms and dad, quit putting too many restrictions on your children. Show them the light in you. They'll get it. They'll get it. And when they get it, you'll know what. They're liable to pass you up, dad and mom. Just busy for Jesus. John 12, 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. Our world's in darkness. We know it because they've left the light of the gospel. You know it and I know it. I'm not picking on our world. It's the world God gave me to be born and live in this country. But can I tell you something? As long as they desire darkness, they won't have the light. When they're looking to repent, when they're looking to come and say, Lord, I want to know what's wrong. Help me find light to live by. Help me find light to help my children. God will begin to do a work inside of them, and they'll begin to weep. I remember Shirley's mother calling us the night before she died. She called us. We were in Florida, and she called me and Shirley, and she could not dial too many numbers together, but she had a memory phone, which back then was big. It was new. Somebody had bought her a big memory phone. It's this big. But they took. she took that, and she knew what numbers to hit for each kid. But I want to tell you what she did that night before, Grant. She found the number Shirley left to call us in Florida if she needed us. And she dialed every number. All them long distance numbers she dialed to call us and tell us, please go pray for your older brother Dan. I don't know if he's saved. Let me tell you, that's the heart of a mother. She wasn't always that way. God put that inside of her. Please go pray for Dan. Have you gone there yet? Because we told her we was going to go. And, she, and Shirley said, no, we're going tomorrow. She died while we were there visiting. They called his wife at her store, and she came up the street and parked. And I looked out the, down the road. We're getting ready to get in the car. We had done praying with him. We were standing in the, in the parking lot. The driveway, getting ready to get in our car and leave. And I saw his wife come up the street and park down the street. She got out of her car and she looked at me and she goes. And I knew right then I thought one of her kids had died. I thought something's bad wrong. Because I knew, I knew for her to do that wasn't normal. And she looked at me and she said, Mom's gone. And she wasn't sick. She just died that quick. Ate a little chili, sat down in her recliner, took, leaned back, took two breaths, and died that quick. But the last thing she told us, make sure you go pray for my son to make sure his heart. He was 62 years old. He died six months later. But we got to pray with him. And she, that was what was on her heart. I want you to know something. God will shine the light, and God knows what to cry from your heart. Skyler sung it. 
You will wake the master when you begin to cry from the light of the gospel that shines in your heart. When he shines to you that things ain't working out right in your family, begin to cry out, oh, Lord, help my children. Lord, help me to pray the right way. Help me to say the right things. I'm relying on you and you only, Lord. You can reach them. It's the light of the gospel that's got to shine to them. And they already know it's there. That's why they stay away from you a lot of times. Sorry. You got to either got to have a, I'll be at your house every day and we'll visit. And don't matter what you do or else you live the gospel and then they run and hide from you. And I'm not trying to pick at nobody's kids or put them in a pocket. I'm just telling you, we need the light of this gospel in our families. Our nation can't even vote anymore because they can't find the light to vote by. They don't know how to vote right. If I mention homosexuality or I mention abortion, guess what? I'm already on the opposite side of people's hearts. They don't want to hear it. Oh, be nice to everybody. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes the truth's got to be told. And if it ain't getting told, God's going to raise up somebody that will speak up. You read after John the Baptist. His life wasn't that long. But John the Baptist had the guts to speak the truth. He took his head for it. In 1 Peter 2.9, he hath called us out of darkness. It says, 1 Peter 2.9, you've heard this scripture many times. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. How many has ever heard this? How many knows that's you? I'm going to tell you who you are. One verse. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of what? Darkness. Into his marvelous light. His marvelous light is what's going to save all those that God has put you before. He's working on the people around you, and he's working through, he's working through you. I heard somebody say this the other day. God can't do things if he don't have a person there in order to do it through. God's trying to work through people. That's the way he set it up. He puts the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit comes in and convicts us, brings us, tells us where to go and what to say and what to do. Sometimes things will come out of your mouth. You don't know where they come from. That's because the Holy Spirit's working in you. Last one. Just a short message. 1 John 1, this then is the message which we have heard of him. Listen to what John says. And declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, guess what? We lie. They don't say guess what, I'm just saying. But we're lying. 
We're lying if we say we walk with God and yet there's darkness inside of us. I mean, those God's working on us to get the darkness out. That's the reason we're to light the candle and put it inside of our heart. You don't put that candle in a corner somewhere. You put it in the center of the room to make sure it shines to everywhere. So you can walk and work. Lord, I want you to light up my life. Light up my life that I feel convicted when I see any dark places in my life. And you know what? Sometimes it ain't doing bad things. It ain't necessarily doing something wrong. Sometimes it's just not doing what's right. How many knows that can become a dark place? You don't read your Bible, guess what? You're not receiving real. If you don't pray, you're not talking to him. And if you're not doing these things, guess what? He can't tell you something. Because you don't have time to stop and listen. Sometimes I get down and I pray. I, I pray every morning when I, when I go down and do my exercise. At the end, I get down and I pray. Sometimes I say words. Sometimes I'll pray in tongues. But sometimes I just be quiet. And I say, Holy Spirit, I'd rather hear you. Lord, I'd rather hear you talk. Lord, you know the depths of my heart. You know what's going on. You know the pains and the suffering that's going around. You know the hurt of lost loved ones. You know where they're at. So, Lord, talk to me. Lord, tell me something. Tell me what to do. Tell me which way to turn. Are you there? Are you really willing to say, Lord, I'm willing to accept whatever you say today. I'm not fishing in the wind. I'm not looking for some flash of light to come across the sky and light up and tell me what to do. I'm listening to the voice, the still small voice. I realize God can talk to us at any time. Right in the middle of a busy time, a little child can come up and say something to you, and you'll know it was God talking to you. I know. I laid in the bed one night, and I told my wife the next day, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I don't know if she was snoring or I was snoring. Somebody was snoring. <laughs> but I'm laying there flat on my back, and all of a sudden, in the midst of whatever noise was going on, I think we even had a fan on in the room. Whatever noise was going on, it was like God whispered to me, I want to talk to you. Just as clear as if somebody said it in the room. I can tell you right now, my eyes shot open, and I sit up in the bed, and I look thinking, somebody's in this room. That's how clear it was. And you know what I was left with? Because God, I sat up for an hour. God never said another word to me. You know what I realized? God wanted me to know I could talk to you anytime I want. There ain't no noise. There ain't no nothing in the way. I can talk to you. Oh, God, 
You know, sometimes they, these monks and these people, they go and they, they seclude themselves and they get quiet and they do all these things. And sometimes we do a lot of things thinking we're going to conjure God up. Sometimes we make a lot of noise think we're going to conjure up God. You're not going to conjure up God. You cry out from your heart, and from your heart, he will answer you. He wants to shine his light. Praise God. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Uh-oh. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we'll not only have fellowship, but he's going to forgive us our sins. See, if you walk in the light, the light's going to reveal that we have sinned. And Jesus took care of the sin. He paid the price. Praise God, we serve a God that knew how weak we were and how empty to helping ourselves we were. So he provided all things. And today he's trying to tell you, let your light shine. Our world's in trouble. Our families are in trouble. Healing needs to come. It'll come through the light shining. There's some light going on that needs to come forth. And it needs to open our eyes to what God wants us to hear and wants us to do. I'm not looking for some new thing. I'm looking for the, the truth to come forth. When I watch Peter and John walk up to them on the day after Pentecost, they walked up there to that lame man. And Peter said to him, silver and gold have I none. But listen to what he said. But such as I have. What did Peter have? He had the light shining. He knew exactly what God, what the Savior had sent him to do. He had commissioned him and told him, you will do these things. How many knows Peter only knew that? Because Peter had to tell him. Why do you look at us like we healed this man? We didn't heal this man. But he said to that man, such as I have, I give unto you. Don't you want to reach out and help people? Don't you want to say, such as I have, I give to you. Jesus sent me here to tell you, he is giving you what you need. Praise God. Everybody stand. Don't be quiet about the light that shines in you. If you stay quiet about your light, your light will go out. You hear what I'm telling you? Don't be quiet about your light. Let it shine. Don't be afraid to let it shine. You go into a restaurant and you're going to eat you a meal, don't be embarrassed to pray. I laughed at Rich Smith. We all went up to little Nashville up here and whatever it was in Indiana 
and a bunch of a young bunch of the young married couples or couples or, or uh, our age anyway, bunch of us went up there, and we all got in a little restaurant that was so packed in there you couldn't you couldn't hardly move, and somebody said, Rich, how about you pray? And I'm telling you, could have heard Rich two streets down. He prayed so loud. And I was so, I was grinning the whole time he was praying. I thought, what a man. What a, what a real man. He wasn't a bit embarrassed of his light shining. He spoke the gospel truth. He not only prayed, but he preached the message while he was doing it. He prayed for everybody's meal. You're talking about getting quiet. I was afraid everybody would get up and leave. I was afraid to cook and leave. We might not get no food. But he prayed, and I'll never forget that. I thought, what a blessing. What a precious brother in Christ. He impressed me that day. And I praise God for what God's people do. I praise God for the grace and the mercy that God has changed lives. He's turned them around, and he's put some light inside of them. And they didn't used to be that person. It's not their character to do that. But now it is. Now they can't be quiet about what Jesus just did inside of them. Doesn't mean you know everything. Doesn't mean you see it all clear. But don't be ashamed to give your testimony to wherever it goes. They're looking for you to let your light shine. When you tell them I'm a Christian, they're looking for evidence of it. Let your light shine. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Our country needs some light to shine. I pray for people to get in office. I know our people are so easily deceived listening to the news, listening to the advertisements. I wouldn't have no idea who's telling the truth or who's telling a lie. But the truth is, I pray, oh God, Put the ones in there that ain't ashamed of you. Ain't ashamed to do what's right. We need the light to shine. We need the light to shine not only in our place, but in other places where people are called to worship. I know it's a simple message. I try to add to it. I try to go and find other things. But can I tell you something? God wants me to stay on the light. I know he's telling us, let your light shine, little children. We're all little children before God. And I pray, oh God, help me to shine my light better. Help us, Lord. Before it's too late, give us the things that we can do. Before you know it, you'll be old like us. You will. God lets you live, you will. Praise God. If you don't know him today, come and find the light. And if you've got the light, pray that God will keep shining in you. Take it everywhere you go. Don't be ashamed. The greatest treasure you have inside of you is the treasure of knowing the gospel. you and you know him. Praise
praise God. While they sing, you come. I have wandered and strayed like a sheep from the fold. Many times I have sought my own way. But please be patient while I'm learning to lean on His love and walk close beside Him each day. Oh Lord, patient. Williams, a long time ago, wrote a song, Country Singer. It makes you know he was wrestling with it. But in his song, he said, I saw the light. I saw the light. No more in darkness. No more in night. Now I am happy. I can't remember all of it. But I know this. He died drunk in the backseat of a car. And I'm going to tell you something, brother. You stay with the light or you lose it. Our country needs the light. Our families need the light. I don't want to talk hatred. I don't want to talk about all those things that the works of the flesh does. I want to talk about what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. He wants us to love people. He wants us to have joy and kindness, gentleness, self-control, temperance. He wants us to reach out with the light of the gospel and love people. You can always find something to argue with somebody. But we need light. We need it tremendously. I'm not passing judgment on Hank Williams. Maybe he came to God. At the end, I don't know. I see so many people like that. And it's a simple little light, just like the little children sing. Let my light shine. Is your light shining today? Do you know it's shining for him? He needs us. It matters what you do. You can be a little mother in one little dark corner in a house, but you need to let your light shine. You have no idea what you're going to affect. Little Esther. She did something that was tough on her to do. 
thought she'd never be in that place. But she stood in the gap. She let her light shine. God used her greatly. He's using people here. Don't worry about tomorrow. God will take care of you. Praise God. As they sing one more chorus, we're going to close. I don't ever want to be like the man I once was. So proud with a heart made of stone. Oh, always running away from love when it called just to cry bitter tears all alone. Oh, the day is coming, you can be sure, when the Lord will call to claim his own. I want to be one that he finds standing true. Oh, I want to hear him say, well done, enter in So Lord, we shine.